Welcome to the Brentwood School Podcast, the place where we talk to staff, parents and pupils to find out more about life within the school. This is the place to keep up to date and in touch with our community. So let's get into this episode right now of the Brentwood School Podcast. In this episode, we talk to Karen Semple, Head of Key Stage 2, Key Stage 3 Transition, about why this role is so important and how Karen arrived at this position at Brentwood School. We find out more about the Society of Old Brentwoods and about the Brentwood School Foundation. We also talk to Karen about light blue uniforms, favourite teachers of her era and something a little surprising, I think. So let's meet Karen Semple. Hello. Hello, Tracy. Nice to meet you. Now, you've been involved with Brentwood School for the majority of your life. You're a student and you've been a member of staff, I believe, since 2000. Brentwood School must be very special. Tell me more. Yes, so it seems. Um, I sometimes joke that I'm a little bit like a stick of rock. If you cut me down the middle, I say property of Brentwood School. But it's, it's been a wonderful place and, and I've had such a, a great time here and that's why I've stayed so long. So did you have anything in the middle? Did you go away and come back or did you just anoint yourself as <laughs> as, as head of Key Stage 2 and 3? <laughs> no, I, I did have a brief sojourn. I, I went down to Exeter to university. I studied in Italy as part of my degree. I went and did some teaching at another school first. And then I saw an advert for a classics teacher at Brentwood School. And I thought, yes, it's time to go back to, to my old home. It had your name written all over it. It certainly did. In Latin, presumably. I gather there are more of you. Why do you think so many of the old Brentwoods come back as members of staff? It's a it's a funny thing, really. I, I think it's like many places. It's a mix of people and, and the history. We are a large school. We've got a very large staff body, lots of pupils. And yet we still have that real sense of community and, and, and a family. And, and I think that hasn't changed no matter how the school has grown over the years. And it's that mix of history as well. I love the fact that I'm teaching in the very place where, where I enjoyed time as a student. And we've had so many generations of, of families families come through the school and you very much feel that that sense of history and I think that's what makes it a a really special place. Must be nice for the pupils too because you've been through what they're going through right in the same place and it must be nice to be able to empathise with that. Very much so and and, and that's often what I what I say to them when when perhaps life does get a bit challenging and I I, I try to to put myself back in the in the shoes of an 11 year old very blonde small child uh, who was finding her way and I I wasn't very confident when I first joined and I was the only child from my school and so I I can very much empathise particularly with the year sevens when it's all very new and over overwhelming. I bet you still get the, oh, you just don't understand us. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Yeah, that's true. That doesn't change. No. <laughs> Look, let's t- tell us more about your actual teaching career and, and the various roles that you've had in school right up to now when you're obviously head of Key Stage 2, 3, that, that very important role of transition role. It's funny, I I didn't probably ever intend on being at Brentwood as long as I have, but certainly when I first joined, I wanted to experience all different aspects of teaching. Um, I loved my subject. It was my subject that brought me into teaching. But I also loved the opportunity to mix with the children outside of the classroom. And so for me, it was a natural progression through being a member of house staff for both a day in a boarding house, looking after the, the students then as a deputy head of year and a head of year, getting involved in co curricula so whether that was musicals the CCF um, lots of things really and I think that's probably what's kept me here so long is the opportunity to reinvent myself and and enjoy as many of the opportunities as the children do. And 
must be good too, because you're bringing something fresh to each of the roles. You're not sort of stuck in one place, are you? Yeah, absolutely. And and in teaching, there can perhaps be a, a sense that you think after one or two years, well, I've, I've established myself, I've, I know what the school is like, perhaps I should move on. And the grass can often look look greener elsewhere. But I've, I've always had something that's that's kept me back to to stay at Brentwood and and it, I think it is the fact that you can do so many things and it's nice to to work with the students outside of the classroom as well as in it and and we have so much scope for that here at Brentwood. Now talk about your role now um, head of key stage two key stage three transition sounds very posh tell me more about it. <laughs> I think most people haven't a clue what it perhaps means and, and neither did I perhaps at the, at the start but it, it, it evolved naturally I was head of year seven and working therefore with the new intake every year new pupils coming in and there's always a transition process and, and for some students that can be simple as it's a new school making new friends for others it might be a little bit more involved and I, I felt that there was an importance to, to build that bridge between year six and year seven and essentially head of transition really means that that I am that that bridge in communication between prospective parents in the school between our feeder schools so that they know whether we are going to be a good fit for their children and also the the staff at Brentwood you know I sort of help mentoring some of the year seven pupils as they come in so it's it's being that bridge between everybody really. So do you find that for the pupils who have been in state education right up to this stage that it's a a very big change for them? It can be I think that often for for parents it might seem more of an issue than it is for the children Um, but but every child is different and their experiences are different and we try to make it as a level a playing field for everybody so that if you're coming from an independent sector or coming from the state sector you're you're getting the opportunity as everyone to to make new friends add to your existing friends so it's that mix of familiarity and new and I always say to them the easiest way to to find your way in a in a new school is get involved in activities start going along to different clubs try things that are out of your comfort zone because that's how you'll make you'll make friends and mutual interests often lead to friendships because you have something in common right from this right from the start and some that last a lifetime as, as far as yeah. i'm concerned homework's a thing isn't it I, I remember being so shocked i thought what is all this you know, do, you, do you find you need to sort of ease the young people into that that concept we do um and and this is it some some are used to homework and some aren't so we're very gentle over the first few weeks, uh, small activities, little things to build their confidence. And then over time, extending those 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 subjects, it's sort of three a night. It's not always in for the next day. And, and of course, part of being at senior school is learning to balance your time and, and prioritise between academic work and get involved in all the co-curricular activities as well. Yeah, that time management is something, again, that, that is, it can be really difficult, can't it? Because you, you can take on all these extracurricular activities and I think, oh, what have I done? So... It's, it's getting that balance right. And, and I think year seven is the best time to do it. You know, they've got boundless enthusiasm. I always say to parents, first couple of weeks, uh, come the weekend, they'll be sleeping because because they're taking on so much that's new. But far better to do it then when they have the enthusiasm and uh, before uh, before the, the real work of academia sets in. It's all the energy. I look at those young people, I think, where do you get it from? How are you so energetic? <laughs> they certainly keep us feeling young, I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it's good to hear. We're talking of young, you, you've got a title which doesn't strike me as particularly young because you're the first lady president of the old 
Brentwoods. Now tell me, how, how did you become First Lady President? Um, what does the society do? And it has a, a bit of a global network, doesn't it? It does. So I'm, I'm hugely honoured to be to be the First Lady President. And I, w- I was approached some time ago, and of course, COVID, um, COVID very much got in the way of things. But no, I was approached some time ago and, and asked whether, given the, the years that I've spent at the school and, and my experiences there, would I would I want to, to take on the role? And, and no, I was delighted to. And it's, yes, we, we have been a, an old boys network. I think sometimes people think OB stands for old boys, but we've been taking girls since the 70s. And we're very much, you know, girls and boys uh, enjoy the same experiences at Brentwood. We're very much a balanced school now. So we're hoping really within the society to, to ensure that we are representative of, if you like, the new generation of old Brentwoods. And the society does have a real global reach, as, as you mentioned. We're here as a community. So we are the community from when you've left school, but also the community of when you're still here. So some of our old Brentwoods uh, help out with things like work experience. We, we, we can provide work experience through the old Brentwood network, perhaps for some, for a student who doesn't really know they want to do law, but there's no connection to law in their family and we can put them in touch with an old Brentwood. We do a lot of sort of opportunities for social networking. We have drinks in the city where we invite old Brentwoods to come and meet with us uh, in, a, in a pub in, in, in town. Uh, and it's great to see students uh, who've gone on to university now on the first perhaps um, footsteps of their career, mixing with older uh, uh, alumni who have, uh, if, are, if you like, are a stage above them in their career and they can they can make those connections. And yeah, old Brentwoods are, are all over the world and, and they're a very loyal bunch too. They, they help us out whenever, whenever we call. It's nice because I think it gives people, so young people, confidence as well, because you can see uh, routes that some people have gone to. You might not choose to go that route, but you at least think, well, they've done it and they've achieved, which is lovely. Yes, and it's it's that that wealth of experience and knowledge that that the old Brentwoods can give, and it's it's a way of keeping in touch with with your school. And I have to say, Brentwood uh, students are are a very loyal bunch. And and whilst you might move away to university and perhaps go away for your first first job, when they have families, when they're thinking about settling down, it's often Brentwood that they come back to, and then they either come back as a teacher or uh, or put their children through the school. So it's it's a delightful thing to see working. There's two questions I have to ask you on on your lady. Friend. President is one what what are your hopes and ambitions and two I have to know do you have a chain <laughs> I do I do have a gong as it's called so um which is rather heavy but uh, but I have worn it uh, and I'm very very conscious of it uh, sort of clanking around I do feel a bit like the mayor so no it's it, it's uh, it's it's quite fun and it's it's certainly a talking point but yes as, as president really my my aims are to to ensure that as a society we are representative of of all our members now and actually that we were encouraging greater accessibility in most recent uh, weeks we've, we've taken on a couple more females within the board, the board itself, who are also younger, and in fact younger than me. So, so I feel like the the legacy uh, is already in place. And yes, we're 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 just really hoping to to ensure that the society, now that we're out of the pandemic, hopefully, um, that we can get back to to doing what we do, and that's supporting the Brentwood community. Well, good luck with that. Now, we were talking earlier on about the sort of public sector and the, the private sector, you know, independent and the state sector. Can you tell us more about the Brentwood School Foundation? Because I think its aim is to provide financial assistance. So, so how does it do that? 
So it's it's something that we've been we've we've, we've been offering uh, bursaries, so sort of means tested scholarships for for many years at Brentwood, uh, and really we see it as an opportunity to grow this even further. We are very very keen for for children from deserving communities and backgrounds who might perhaps never normally have have considered uh, an education at a school like Brentwood to encourage them to to have uh, that education, and that we're doing through looking for interested donors to help us raise funds for those bursary places. Um, so that essentially the, those students can come to Brentwood financially uh, that's provided by the bursary and enjoy all the opportunities. So uh, so yes, we, we're doing a number of fundraising events over the course of the year, approaching anybody who, who might be interested to help out. Some of that is through legacies. Again, old Brentwoods, as I mentioned before, how loyal they are. Sometimes they do leave us funds in, in their wills and things like that. But, but really we're looking to, to try and embrace as many modern ways of, of raising those funds and encouraging those bursaries so those students can in, enjoy the Brentwood education. And it's a lovely thing to lend support too because you can actually see the young people flourish. If, you, if, it, if anybody is donating, however they do it, you can see those young people flourish through it, can't you? And it can be absolutely transformational. It gives them just those opportunities, experiences perhaps that they, they might never have considered. And, and it's, it's just opening up all those avenues for, for children to explore. And, and with every child that comes through our doors, you never know what's, what's going to be the thing that they're passionate about. And, you know, we could have the, the next future leaders of the country, you know, in those classes and, and just waiting to be inspired. Oh, good luck with that. Very much so. Now, I did mention light blue uniforms. There was a reason for that. <laughs> and you'd mentioned the uh, CCF, the Combined Cadet Force. Now, I didn't know that Brentwood as one of the oldest and largest CCFs and that uh, you were the RAF commanding officer. I always liked the RAF uniform. <laughs> so tell me what that involved. So again, it was my experiences as a cadet that drew me back to the CCF when I came back as a member of staff. Loved the opportunity to dress up in a uniform, and uh, and yes, yeah, through the RAF, we we there's all, again all sorts of different experiences. Whilst it's a, a military framework, they they learn how to wear the uniform correctly. They they learn about the history of the section, but it's the the really human skills that it can teach you: leadership, cooperation, resilience. What uh, what happens if Plan A doesn't work? Now, whether that might be enacted on on the field, running around in in sort of you know, camouflage uniform, trying to to solve a leadership task or to to get your team across a, a minefield, um, the, the students have so much fun doing it. But they learn so much about themselves, uh, and it's it's also a great way to see the boys and girls mixing together. And it's delivered by our um, by our sixth form students. And and so yeah, I, I again I was very lucky that I'd been an officer for a number of years. I'd worked in different sections and had the opportunity to become the section commander and uh, embraced it fully and again a a wonderful experience that that I certainly will never regret. Did you have to wear the very uncomfortable skirt or did you get the uh, the scratchy trousers? Scratchy trousers are 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 to be avoided I think at all costs if you can so I I went for the skirt option and the what perhaps could be described as a preposterous looking bus conductor's hat when you're an officer. (laughs) But you, you feel such a huge sense of pride wearing the uniform and, and especially on important occasions like Remembrance Sunday, when you see our, our students marching alongside veterans proudly wearing, you know, displaying the badge. And it, it makes you really very emotional. And again, it's, it's that opportunity to give something back to the community, which is really what Brentwood is all about. Now, I often ask people that I interview who their favourite teacher was. I'm going to have to be a bit careful with this thing as as you've returned, as it were, to to the place. So um, I don't know whether we can talk about it quietly. Who was your favourite teacher and how did they inspire you? I have two. 
And and this is this is very me. I, I can sometimes never quite decide between things. And and Stephen Chambers, my my old classics teacher, he he certainly his boundless enthusiasm, the exuberance of his teaching style. I think that imbued me with an absolute love of the subject and the the possibilities of where that could take me. And Paul Henderson, an English teacher who he used to read, um, whether it was reading Shakespeare poetry, the way that he used to read English aloud and and the emotions. He would come away quite emotional from from certain passages. And to me, the sort of power of words um, was really quite, quite inspiring. And I think that's why... I went on to, to do a job where I'm a language teacher, but equally I've, I've had the joy of getting involved in musicals and things like that. I, I love the opportunity to, to see things performed and teaching, I suppose, in many ways is a performance. So uh, I've certainly got those two to thank for that. And I'm assuming they're not still there. So you, you just, you know, no, no. that's all right then. <laughs> I won't offend anyone here. That's all right. Good. And I was going to say, you had a favourite subject. Um, I'm figuring your, your favourite subject is the, the classics. Tell us more about that. Yes, my my mother was a, a passionate historian. She she always loved Egyptology and uh, the wives of Henry VIII and, and things like that. And so I think from a young age, I, I always had my nose in a book and in particularly books about mythology, books about architecture. And, and that's really where my, I suppose, my first love of classics came. And then coming to Brentwood, learning Latin, which I, I probably never thought that I would have learnt, and then studying classical civilization, And then I brought the two of them together because I then combined that with Italian when I went to university so uh, I brought uh, I brought the classics right right up to date Italian is a modern language then so what a fantastic combination the whole of civilization, really. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I did dabble in Greek and, and I, I wasn't the best at Greek. So uh, I, I stuck, to, stuck to my strengths. But yeah, no, and, uh, and I'm still an, a huge Italophile and anything to do with the food, the culture. Yeah, take, take me to Italy at a moment's notice and you'd make me very happy. The rugby players. No, I shouldn't mention that really. <laughs> so lastly, really, tell us something about yourself, which might surprise colleagues and students. Now, we can't can't be too raucous here, but there must be something they don't know. Oh, goodness. It would probably have to be something more from my childhood. I think uh, having been at Brentford for so many years, there's a lot that that the the children and the staff know about me. And certainly they know that I I love bursting into song and and, and I'm a a keen lover of musical theatre. But probably back when I was a a student, I I used to show dogs. So my my family bred and and showed uh, boxer dogs. So when I was 14 years old, uh, off I went to Crufts with my dog and we were very lucky to win a class. So I have a Crufts Rosette. So I have that to my name. So you probably wouldn't think that to, to look at me now. That's amazing. That's an incredible <laughs> fact. And very topical as well, having just had Crufts. So, so do you still have dogs now? Sadly, not at the moment. And uh, my husband and I, that's uh, that's our real passion. We want, want one day to, to get a dog when the, when the circumstances are right. And uh, probably the question will be, what one will we have? Because we, we both love dogs so much, it'll be hard to make a choice. But um, for the moment, I, 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 I'm happy because we have well-being dogs at Brentwood. So uh, I get to go and have a, a cuddle with a furry uh, um, at lunchtime whenever I want. Oh, wonderful. But that, I mean, amazingly too, that the showing of dogs, that has a, a sort of discipline, has a sort of classicness about it, doesn't it? Yep, there's there's more to it than just putting a dog on a lead and walking them up and down. There's there's a lot of preparation that goes into that. And uh, and and yes, you as much as it's the dog being judged, you can't help but feel that you're being judged as well. <laughs> Superb. Well, it's been wonderful to talk to you today. And we've, we've covered a, a very broad range of yeah. subjects. It's been superb. And um, I bet Brentwood are very glad that you went back. 
I hope so. I can't, can't, couldn't possibly say, but I've certainly uh, enjoyed my time there and, and continue to do so. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Tracy. That's it for this episode and thank you for listening. To find out more, check out the school website, brentwoodschool.co.uk. Now, our next episode is coming out soon. So in the meantime, don't forget to follow or subscribe so you can stay in touch. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.